Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall. And what an insane week, not only for the New York Rangers, but for the NHL in general. The trade deadline is rapidly approaching. We're a couple days away from it. And since last week, Patrick Kane has now come back into the Rangers' lives. We thought that the Kane deal was dead once they got Tarasenko, but Patrick Kane has now pulled an NBA-style move and said he's going to the Rangers only. And Chris Drury has been performing salary cap aerobics to get him in some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen the Rangers playing shorthand, a short guy. They're playing with five, with four defensemen. The Keandre Miller had unfortunate spinning against the other night. They're playing down forwards. It's just insane stuff. They've traded Vitaly Kratsov off to Vancouver for basically a bag of pucks. Well, we'll see what Will Lockwood turns out to be. But, you know, a guy who has only played a couple uh, 28 games in the NHL before, they ship him out for uh, an AHL player and a seventh-round draft pick, a former first-round pick who, Personally, I thought the Rangers might get a little bit more for in return, but uh, they sent him out to get his cap off. Jake Lecision was put on waivers, and he's now back in Hartford. Uh, Braden Schneider didn't play in the game, sat on the bench, but didn't play because he got optioned back to to Hartford as well. Ryan Carpenter, same thing, played 13 seconds, came out of a penalty box after serving the Keandre Miller major to make sure he was healthy. Just absolutely crazy stuff that the Rangers are going through in order to get under the cap because clearly Chris Drew was not planning on having both Tarasenko and Kane, and this kind of came about last week where they're now having to uh, just try everything they can to get on the cap here. And uh, listen, it's crazy. It's crazy, but to add Patrick Kane to this roster, it makes them so much better. That top six is ridiculous. One of the most skilled top sixes I could remember from the Rangers. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Zabanjad, Kreider, now you're going to have Patrick Kane, Panarin, Tarasenko, and Vincent Trocek. Just a loaded top six with a kid line there at the third line. And now your fourth line is Barkley Goodrow, Tyler Mott, and Jimmy Vc. A shutdown fourth line. Just a great forward group. Now the Rangers have had trouble this week on defense. They've had trouble in transition defense. Igor Shosturkins looked a little bit shaky back there. Hopefully, had a good game against the Kings on Sunday night. Hopefully, he gets his confidence going a little bit. They only played with four defensemen. It was probably the best defensive game the Rangers have played in two weeks almost, which is crazy. Ben Harper's playing 30 minutes back there on the blue line, and the Rangers win a game 5-2. to two. Uh, Crazy, crazy game for the Rangers. Uh, just a really gutsy, gutsy win, but just insane. The NHL, the NHL, you know, the, the NBA Trade lines always crazy with guys demanding trades and everything. But the NHL, this is this is nuts. And the Eastern Conference is now stacked. So it all started a couple weeks ago when Bo, uh, Bo Horvat uh, traded to the Islanders. That was the first domino fall. This whole thing. A week later, the Rangers acquired Tarasenko and uh, McCola from the Blues, and then Ryan O'Reilly gets shipped up to Toronto with Noel Achari. So two solid players there for Toronto going that way. And then the Rangers get Mott, you know, a smaller end deal, kind of a depth deal. But then, huge trade for Boston. They get uh, Orlov and Hathaway from the Caps, who all of a sudden they're now turning into a team that's going to be dealer, uh, trade away guys. So I don't know what the deal with the Caps is because I thought they were going for the playoffs. I thought, you know, Ovechkin said he wanted to rebuild. So they're kind of rebuilding on the fly a little bit down there. And then, huge trade. Tanner Janot, who I wanted to go to the Rangers. Went to Tampa for about 17 draft picks and Cal Foot, a major deal. And last night or Sunday night, Timo Meyer officially acquired by the Devils. 
Just a huge trade for the Devils. Didn't really give up a lot either. He gave up a couple prospects and conditional first-round picks, but really good deal for the Devils. And as we're coming on here, Toronto has just acquired uh, Jake McCabe and uh, who else they get from Chicago? Was it, is it Lafferty? Yeah, and Lafferty from Chicago. So uh, McCabe and Lafferty go in Toronto. So Toronto loads up with four big players. The Rangers have loaded up now with Mott, soon-to-be Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Nico Mikola. So they had four players. The Eastern Conference is just stacked. And that's without Carolina making whatever move they're going to make. Pittsburgh's in on a bunch of guys, so they're going to make a move too. It's The Eastern Conference is going to be a gauntlet. It is going to be a gauntlet to get through. That first-round series right now with the Rangers and Devils is going to be that I mean, incredible. Incredible. If there's a first-round series, you're going to see the Rangers and Devils, two teams who are going to have over 100 points with all these stacked players. On the other side, you're going to see the Lightning play the Maple Leafs in another stack series. Uh, it, it is crazy. It is crazy how good the East is. And the West is just kind of sitting there. The biggest trade in the West is Shea Weber got traded. His contract got traded from Vegas to Arizona. That's like the biggest deal that's happened out West. So I don't know what the GMs out there are sleeping on. Well, I guess I trade all their guys to the East. But just a crazy deadline. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the Rangers. So they do, you know, they get rid of Kratzoff and they get Will Lockwood in a 2026 seventh round pick. And Lecision was put on waivers. And um, he did. He passed the waivers, and he is now back in Hartford, um, and will be playing for the Brain Shiner. Is just a paper trans transaction. He will not be playing for Hartford. He'll stay in New York just um, to clear cap space for a couple days, and he should be uh, recalled for Wednesday's game against the Flyers. Uh, and who knows? There could be number eighty-eight here. There could not be. There's a lot of things here. You know, with uh, Ryan lingering at hurt against the Capitals on Saturday, a ugly looking hit from TJ Oshie. We'll see. We'll see what exactly happens there. If he's healthy enough to play, if he sits on the bench possibly and doesn't suit up, but at least they have him out there for cap reasons. There's so many things. And to tell you all that, I brought on Puckpedia owner. I mean, he is so great, Hart Levine, who really breaks it all down, tells you all the scenarios of what happens, and really makes it easy for fans to understand what the Rangers can do, what they can't do. We talk about injuries further out in the year. Um, you know, if Lingren does go in LTR, what what happens there? When they can actually get Kane? You know, how are they going to operate if they do lose a guy? They're going to have to play a game short of man. Everything you need to know further out. Can they rest guys? He answers every question. And listen, I try to make sense of the salary cap. I pretend like I know how to understand it, but really, there's so many different things. So it's it was great to have him on to talk about it because Rangers right now. Very busy week. They have Philly on Wednesday. They have Ottawa on Thursday. So they play back-to-back nights. So you would ideally like to get Kane Wednesday. So he plays in both those games. Um, and I'm sure TNT is the you know, TNT has the game that Wednesday night. I'm sure they would love to have Patrick Kane to pump up uh, some of their viewership there. And then Saturday, a 1 o'clock ABC game against Boston, which that could be Patrick Kane's first game, too, if they wait until their Friday for the deal. Who knows? Who knows what happens with this deal, but Patrick Kane looks like he's headed to New York Rangers. We'll see. Nothing official yet. Apparently, according to a lot of people, a lot of sources, that the deal was done. It's just waiting for the Rangers' cap situation to play out, and Chris Drury is doing everything he can to figure out this cap situation. The problem is is that they're going to be basically one cent over the cap after this, and they'll be very hamstrung the rest of the way if there is an injury or any issues going forward for the Rangers. But um, right now... We're days out from, I mean, trade deadlines until Friday, and it is already crazy in the NHL. The Eastern Conference 
is just loaded up right now. The New York Rangers are just trying to keep pace with everybody. And after a rough week for the Rangers, after that seven-game winning streak, they lose the four in a row. They bounce back with a big win against the Kings at home. Um, you know, shorthanded and Keandre Miller. I talk about that. You know, obviously Spitz and Drew, Dow- Drew Doughty's face. It, whatever it was an accident. If not, he's come out and apologize. He said he talked to Doughty. I don't think it was on purpose, but the kid's owning up to it. Um, we'll see about a suspension, which could also we talk about that too in an interview with Hart. Like, how does that play into this whole thing? Um, so. Just craziness, absolute craziness in the NHL, craziness around the New York Rangers, just a nuts week. Uh, but before we start to do an interview with Hart, I do want to tell you about our sponsors over in theclutch.com. Playoff season's here. We're almost there. We're getting through this trade deadline. Who knows, there could be a nice little Patrick Kane Ranger t-shirt there uh, pretty soon to be rocking during the postseason. But go to in theclutch.com now and save 10% off when you use code BROADWAY. That's in the clutch.com. Go type in the code Broadway. Save 10% off today on all your merchandise for the hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLBs getting ready in spring training, Ranger, uh, Yankees down in spring training, and the Mets just uh, started their spring training games. So go check out your gear there. Uh, and, and listen, NFL combines come up, the draft coming up. Get your gear for the draft. But make sure you put in that code Broadway to save 10% off at in the clutch.com today. All right, we're now joined by a man who's extremely busy. He's answering everyone he can on Twitter. I see him constantly talking to people. Uh, the owner of Puckpedia, an excellent website. Hart Levine, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So, yeah, you've been a busy man. I've been throwing questions at you. Every Ranger fan's been throwing questions at you. But I need you to break it down in the most layman term possible. Where are we at right now with the Patrick Kane situation for the Rangers? How do they fit him on the cap now? Okay, well, we should say we're recording this, you know, Monday um, <laughs> afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, um, things can definitely change quite quite easily or quickly, as we've seen. Um, so I guess, should we assume that Miller is going to get suspended? I think that's probably a safe assumption, right? I mean, I guess you yeah. never know, but okay. Yeah, he's got a telephone hearing. That's all we've heard now. So it could range from, what, a 5K fine to five games. I assume he's getting at least a game or two. So l- let's say he's getting suspended for, yeah, a game or two. So... The, the, as of today, the Rangers sent Schneider down, so they're building up some cap space, and they can actually, um, you know, if you consider um, uh, if you consider Linger and Hurt, they could actually um, have less than twenty guys because at the time they sent Schneider down, uh, Miller was not suspended, right? That's kind of I wouldn't call it a loophole, but it's just something to consider. Like if this was in the middle of a suspension, you couldn't send players down to then go below twenty active players. But because um, as of today, he's not suspended, that allows them to bank some space with Schneider down. So Schneider's down today. Um, on on Thursday, they have a, or Wednesday, they have a game. So they're accruing some space between now and then. And this is where they have a few different options. Um, if they wanted to add Kane on Wednesday, they could. Um, but one of the one of the consequences of that is then they basically Lindgren would be their sixth defenseman. They would have 18 skaters, including Lindgren. Um, and he could either kind of be a, a last minute scratch and they play one short or he gets out on the bench as we've seen them do recently. Yeah. So that's one way they could do it on Wednesday. So to do that, sorry, it would be um, Schneider would come up. Carpenter would go down and they would trade for Kane. And all these scenarios would be Kane obviously coming at only 25% at a 2.625 million cap hit. Right. So that's one option is they want to get Kane for Wednesday and potentially play basically a player short, assuming Lindgren can't play. That's one option. Another option would be um, 
push the trade until Thursday. And so that on Wednesday, you'd call up Schneider. You'd actually call up another defenseman, like let's say Labar Hayek, and then you'd keep Carpenter up. That would give you, you know, 20 players without Miller and without Lindgren. So they could basically play a full roster on Wednesday. And again, they could, they could then get Keen on Thursday, or they could play with that same lineup again on Thursday and get Keen on Friday. Um, so those are kind of like the different options. Um, it's really about when they want Kane and when, uh, and if they're okay playing short on Wednesday and Thursday, keep in mind the long, the longer they wait to get Kane, the third party team, that's going to take ha- uh, 25% of Kane's salary. It saves them um, basically about $4,000 per day of cash that they would have to pay Kane for that retention each day that passes. So you know, maybe that's maybe maybe their third party team wants to push back, but those are basically the options. They could get Kane Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It's all a matter of assuming Miller gets suspended. Um, if if they want to play basically one short or not for Wednesday and Thursday, assuming Linder can't play. I tell you what, thank you for bringing Got it down. Was that yeah, clear? <laughs> right? <laughs> we were talking before, we did not see a Keandre Miller spinning suspension coming in yeah, to play from I last didn't night. have a line for that in my spreadsheet that I was been modeling out. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't I didn't think that they were actually sick guys. I you know, last night all of a sudden I turn on the game and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, they're gonna be dressing guys, but they won't see a shift. I think Ryan Carpenter sat in the penalty box for a five minute for Keandre's major and he just skated across the ice for 13 seconds. That was his, you know game time last night but incredible the, the hoops are jumping through for Kane is crazy it, it's a lot of maneuvering and I think it all comes down to like they didn't expect to get both Kane and Tarasenko right because I think like if they had planned to do both let's say there were many days this season where they could have sent Schneider down on off days and they would have had enough space then and they could have you know, traded for Kane yesterday or today or something, right? So it's all because they, not only did they they get Tarasenko thinking they were out on Kane, they also, you know, they got Mott, which I don't know, they just moved out Goche, but still that's another move that they could have made. And then I think finally, the fact that Kane really wanted to go there, the asking price is probably reasonable from Chicago. It made them kind of, you know, move to plan D to, to work it out. But again, it wouldn't have been this tight if they had planned even like a couple of weeks ago, they could have, created the space like they really only need Schneider down for two days to make this work they could have done that any other time right it didn't have to be when when Lindgren's hurt and Miller's potentially suspended yeah and I think most of the season the Rangers carried 22 or 23 guys too so I mean obviously they weren't really banking cap to start the year off either exactly yeah I mean that and I've noticed that all season like other teams that are buyers that were under the cap like the Rangers they have been trying to send guys down on off days and build up cap space. And the Rangers really haven't done that. They've had like a 22 ish man roster most of the time, which is interesting. I mean, you know, especially in New York, the travel is not very far. Like you could get guys up quickly if you needed one. And it's just interesting to see that they haven't banked that space. And again, that's part of what's leading to the, the complicated, you know, maneuvers and having guys sit on the bench and not play um, because they didn't bank cap space earlier. Now, it looks like Ryan Lingren's going to be okay. Last night, they showed him without a sling on in the locker room. But if he were to go on long-term IR, for some reason, there's a setback there. How does that impact the cap then for them? Well, um, you know, again, we didn't count Lingren in these numbers. But let's say let's say they get through after, the, after a Miller suspension. They have Kane on their roster, right? They basically have 21 players with Lindgren, so 20 without him. So, you know, you can operate like that. The other thing at that point then is they'd be, they'd have no cap space. So if someone else got injured um, and you, you, like, let's say they had 20 healthy players and then someone got injured, then they'd be moving into the emergency 
um, exception rules, which is if you play short for one full game, then you can call up a player with a cap hit up to 850,000 and they won't carry a cap hit. And you can you can have them on your roster until the healthy the injured players are are ready or until cap space open up opens up. So like the Oilers, for example, right now they have two players on the roster not carrying a cap hit because they played short for two games. Um, the the Rangers can't technically do that now because they actually have cap space available. They can't. They're they're saving it to to add Kane, but once they added Kane and they're kind of capped out, then they could use those emergency recall options. Um, the other thing then at some point if someone does get injured or let's say Lindgren. After they get Kane, he's going to be out long-term. They could use LTIR, but that would really not be good to use prior to getting Kane. You'd want to get him in first and then uh, put someone on LTIR because then you'd be getting that, that LTIR space on top of your current roster. Um, but again, any kind of uh, moves like that would kind of be, would just be like to fill the, the spot internally. I've had a lot of questions like, should they put Lingrid on LTIR now and then get Kane? So they could do that, but then it would almost be impossible to get Lingren off LTR during the regular season. Yeah. And again, if they don't need to do that, they're better off bringing Kane in. And then if, and then if something happens, then they could use LTR and they already have Kane on the roster and then they're getting additional space on top of it. So that was my next question about injuries later. Now, two weeks from now, you know, someone goes down with injury. Like you said, they had to play a game, a man short for a game probably, or they had to play a game, a man short for a game. And then, they can emergency call someone the next day. Um, yeah, you play short. What like it's not the not the game that the player is injured in. It's one game. The after next that, game. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one full one full game with one player short allows you to bring up one player with a cap hit up to eight hundred fifty thousand for zero. Like he would be charged for zero cap hit. Um, again, until you either have enough healthy players or you open up the cap space. Gotcha. But right now, I think they'll have twenty one. With Kane, so everyone healthy. If someone does go down, they'll have they'll have to play either eleven seven or. Well, I guess if if yeah, yeah. so let's say so let's say by the end by the time they get Kane, um, let's say that's like on the on Friday. Let's say it's on the deadline. They would have twenty. The way to make it fit is they would have twenty players plus uh, Lindgren plus Miller, right? Yeah. So, so if if uh, everyone was healthy, they'd actually have yeah twenty two. Okay, so they'll so they'll have some type of it. So my next question was, obviously, late season, the Rangers are comfortable oh, no, in the playoffs. So, oh, sorry to turn. No, no, sorry, it'd be twenty one. Twenty one, yeah, yeah, it, sorry, yeah. It's it's Ben Harper's that last guy. If everyone's yeah. healthy, he's that last guy. Yeah. Um. So late season, obviously, last year we saw the Rangers call up some guys up later in the season to kind of take some of the heavy hitters out of the lineup. They don't have that luxury this year, correct? Uh no. I mean, again, if they do this, they're they're gonna have like. They wouldn't even get by the end of the season like the ability to add fifty thousand of cap hit. Like they'd be <laughs> capped out as capped out as you can be. So, yeah, I mean it's a matter of that's their that's their roster. Like they're kind of locked in. Once if they brought Kane in, right? That that's their roster. Um, twenty plus a suspended player, so say twenty one. And unless someone gets injured long term and they need to use LTIR, that's what they're working with, and potentially having to play short and use the emergency recall if that happens. But I mean, they do have some guys um, uh, in the minors that would qualify with eight hundred fifty thousand dollars cap hit or less, right? Like yeah, like a, a Hayek on on D, right? I mean, you couldn't use like a, a Zach Jones though; his cap hit's too high. Um, but basically, you know, yeah. It, you're talking anyone 850,000 or, or lower. And I see quite a few guys there that, that would qualify. He has a couple options there. Now about injuries. What if a goalie goes down? Does that, 
do they have to play the next game with just one goalie and an emergency e-bug? Or is that a, I don't know the rule about that with call-ups. They made a temporary change to that last year. Um, but I, I, I think that was just temporary. I'd have to check, but I think it's the same rule, but they would, they would encourage them to shuffle and play a skater short than a goalie short, right? Like you gotcha. can call a goalie up, send someone down and then play your game short. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Last thing we need is, you know, me going behind the net. <laughs> is this just, all, I mean, is there going to be any moves on Friday? Every deal is getting done. I, Toronto just made a deal. I mean, the East is stacked. Yeah, I know. There's, I mean, there's still quite a few guys out there, more depth guys. I think most of the big fish are gone. I mean, you never know. There's always a surprise wrinkle. Someone you didn't expect to go that kind of shocks everyone, but yeah, I mean, most of the big fish have gone, um, but I'm still interested in guys like, you know, Max Domi, who, you know, he's got, he's having basically the same season as Patrick Kane and, you know, not nearly as much hype about him. Right. Um, I think a guy like Gossespierre is going to go. I could see obviously Van Riemsdyk, but he might go in the next day or two, but you know, there's a Nick Jensen. Um, and then, you know, yeah, then we're moving down the list, like a, maybe a Gavrikov. And then we're talking about maybe guys we didn't see coming or your depth players. But again, there's often a surprise, so I don't want to get everyone too, <laughs> uh, too, too depressed. Well, I know, I think Rangers fans, once obviously Patrick Kane comes in, it's now just hold on to your seat for the rest of the way. There's there's no more movement. Exactly. Hopefully, this is it. <laughs> exactly. All right, Hart. Hey, thanks so much for clarifying some of that for us. I mean, it's, I know you do a great job putting it out there on, on your, uh, on the Twitter account and everything, but it's, uh, it's a lot easier to sounding when it comes out of your, uh, out of your mouth. Yeah. It's sometimes uh, it's hard to figure out how to tweet it in enough characters and, and make sense and get it yeah, out of my head and my spreadsheet and onto Twitter. So happy to chat with you. Yeah. One last question. What team do you like the most out of uh, all the moves being made so far? Um, wow. That's a good question. Um, well, I think Nashville did pretty well last night on Tanner. Yeah, you know, that's a quite a haul for him. I mean, I, 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 the Julian Brizewell's comments have made a lot of sense. He's trying to win a cup in the next two years, and none of those picks are going to help him win a cup in the next two years. I do think people overrate draft picks, especially late draft picks. But I would my only counter to that is, I get that the picks to you don't have a lot of value, but they have value to make other moves, right? And it's like, how are you going to deploy those assets um, to get the most return? But I certainly like that for Nashville. That's a really good deal. Um, you know, I think uh, I think the Rangers, for, for what they've given up for Tarasenko, Mikola, and you know, I don't think they're going to be giving up much for Kane. I think that's going to be pretty good for, for what they're getting. I mean, I think, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be giving up, uh, Oh, you know, not much different than like what Tanner Janot went for, right? So <laughs> four guys, it's a pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah. And, <laughs> no. and I think, you know, in the, I think New Jersey did well, like for on the Meyer deal, there was, I, I feel like San Jose was shopping in bulk. Like they got a lot of quantity, the quality, I don't know. Like they got uh, the Muka Madulin, who's a, you know, it was a first round pick and another first pick, but I don't know for Meyer, who's not a rental. I mean, I think that's, that's, they did pretty well. I, I they didn't give up anyone that they can't live without. So yeah, that was unfortunate. I was hoping the devils give up a lot more than that. When I saw that deal, <laughs> my brother-in-law was a big devils fan. I texted him. That's a good deal. I, I was like, there has to be more, but then no, there was not. There was... Well, a lot of, like I said, a lot of quantity, like just, it that was a 13 element trade, which was um, since we launched the site in 2018, the highest besides that was an eight. Uh, element trade or eight item trade so that was all there was a lot but i mean really yeah i mean zetterland's you know decent um but i don't think he's a top line player right and mukabadulin's a former first and they gave up a first and a, a second that could maybe become a first if they 
you know, make it to the conference final. So, you know, I, for Meyer to basically give up the equivalent of two and a half first, let's call it. I mean, it's pretty, well, good. It's pretty good because, pretty good. Of, you know, I'm not certain that they can sign him. I know that they're not close right now on an extension talk, but they can't sign him. They can either qualify him for 10 million and have him for next season. So they got him for two playoff runs and, and if they aren't good next year, they could trade him or just use him as a rental for next season. Or if they, again, they can't reach a, an extension with him, they could trade him and he's going to have a lot of value. Are they going to get exactly what they gave up? Maybe a little less, but you know, someone that could trade for Meyer and sign him to an extension in the summer. I, I mean, to me, that's the first round pick. There's value. Right? No, there's still yeah. value to him. Yeah. They can still flip yeah. him for something else. It's, which... it, it's not like when someone's trading like someone's UFA rights where they, are going to be a free agent in a week or two, right? Like he's going to have another season. And again, if a team can't get to a deal with them, they could always t- take that $10 million qualifying op- option and at least play them. So I think he would have value on the trade market if he doesn't resign in New Jersey. The Eastern Conference, man, every day, every day someone else makes a big, Carolina hasn't even made their move yet. So who knows let's what Carolina's going to do? Cause you know, yeah. they're going to do something. And let's see uh, if the, the West wakes up at some point. They're not, I don't think there's be players left. There's going to be no one left. I know. <laughs> Uh, Bahar, thanks so much for jumping on and clarifying all that. Make sure you go check out his website, Puckpedia. I have it on my favorites. I go on there every day. It's it's such a great site. Thank you for helping out the hockey fan who doesn't need to doesn't need to know everything about the salary cap. You make it a lot easier. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to Hart for joining us. That was awesome. He did a great job breaking it down. He's been unbelievable on Twitter, answering everyone's tweets and trying to make it simple for everybody to figure out what the heck's going on because it's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts, a lot of craziness going on. Uh, so it's great to have uh, him on there helping people out, trying to understand what the heck the Rangers are doing, how can they get Kane, you know, the injury situation, the spinning situation, suspensions. <laughs> There's a thousand things going on, so I cannot thank him enough. And make sure you go check out his site, puckpedia.com, absolutely fantastic website for all hockey fans to look at. They have you know contracts on there. They got trades on there. Uh, player agents, anything you need to know about any guys, go check that out. It's a great website. I use it all the time, especially for our guests when they come on um, to talk about their careers. And also I find guests through that because I find that agents and stuff through that. So I cannot thank him enough for taking the time. It's so busy. The Leafs trade just broke right before he's about to come on. So um, I really appreciate him taking the time to come on to explain that to us. And uh, listen, Ranger fans are asking him a thousand questions, so it's good to Get it out there to everybody so you can understand what the heck's happening without having to read 17 threads all in one place. So thank you again to Hart for joining us. And that does it for episode 121 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you're following the show on Apple Podcasts. Go and subscribe to the show there and leave us a nice five-star review. Every five-star review we do receive a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. So please, if you've not already, go on there leave a five-star review and help an amazing cause fight Peter Cancer. Please make sure you go and follow the show on Spotify as well. Leave us a five-star review there. You can find the show on uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, Spreaker, Pandora, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. Make sure you find us on social media as well, on Facebook and Instagram at the Broadway Hat Podcast, on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod, my personal Twitter account at KHOLNY. For all new Granger updates, we'll be breaking every news that comes out all this crazy week. Uh, make sure you go check out BellyUp.com as well, BellyUpSports.com as well. I have a few articles coming up this week about the craziness that is the Rangers <laughs> and all their latest movements. And also make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube page, the Broadway Hat Podcast, where we post all of our latest episodes, full episodes, clips of the show, and everything else we post there. So uh, thank you, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.